0: I'm so lucky that I've had 18 years working in digital in London. And what's really made it amazing has been the people that I've worked with. There is so much wisdom out there amongst friends and colleagues and clients who aren't necessarily professional talking heads, but have been there and they've done it. I'm Kieran Hanway, I'm delighted to welcome you to the pilot episode of LDN, London Digital Nattering. This first episode features a really good friend and former colleague, Steve Limmer, at underscore slimmer underscore steve's an independent agile consultant and over the next hour we'll chat about agile we'll chat about digital detox and we'll try and stay on topic this is a pilot episode so please excuse some of the sound quality in the show i'm still getting my head around the technology and speaking of technology we're on twitter at ldn podcast Really keen to get your thoughts as to how we can make the show better and what topics you would like to see us cover next. So here goes with our pilot episode. Sit back, relax, hope you enjoy the show. Hello Steve.
1: Hello Ciarán, how's things?
0: Ah, Things are good, things are good. So Steve Limmer at Slimmer. Uh, at underscore slimmer underscore there we go that'll be in the show notes <coughs> yeah yeah uh you're what you're an agile consultant agile Steve?
1: consultant yeah so uh it's a it's something that i've stolen from Jam jalal he, uh, he he calls himself an agile consultant i thought it's quite a good name um because it's it, i'm not necessarily a scrum master i'm not necessarily an agile coach i can do I can do, and I can do a, a, a range of those disciplines. Um, I'm also currently um, a delivery manager. I work, I work for MOJ Digital and Technology currently. Um, so, I, I like I like to flit around and uh, do a few random agile things. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: cool. So, so what is this agile thing anyway? I mean, oh, oh gosh, you know, I mean it's 2018 and yeah. such, but you know, for those of those are the, those who are not new or familiar to this thing, what is it?
1: Well, so uh, Agile,
0: what is it? It's
1: uh, it's well it's been around in, in many shapes and forms, but it was it was constructed as it were in two thousand and one by a group of practitioners from different disciplines who have who have amalgamated created a, a, a way of a way of doing. Um, the way I see Agile is it it fits nicely. There's a there's a mindset thing to it where it's about putting people over processes, um, about collaboration, about work good work and practice. Um, but it's also it's 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 also a, a way of doing software specifically. Um, I mean there's there's been there's been processes that have been good for people for many years. Lean, for example, has been around in many shapes or forms uh, since the, the, the 50s basically um but it, it it was really crystallized and manufactured in the, in the in the 80s and then it was really really started to devolve out in, into many different areas in the 90s but nobody ever really looked at software specifically and agile yeah, is it was that answer um there was a, a roll-up of different process people for, for example um the likes of Kench Sh- Ken Weber and uh, jeff sutherland who created scrum they've been they've been operating in, various shapes or forms since the early 90s Um, and Scrum is probably the most prolific of all the Agile processes that people would would associate with it. Um, Agile itself, the mindset, Agile has taken a a massive spiral, it's probably the most prolific way of doing software now, Um, Mm. but people don't see it as People see it as a don't see it as a as a unique thing anymore. It's very much the way of doing, um, at least in my experience. Um, yeah. If you're not doing it, people are wanting to do it, um, or they've done it. They've done it once, and if they've done it really badly, and then they're looking to do it again and try and figure out how to, how to fix that problem that they created by doing it badly the first time. Well, it's funny you
0: mentioned Scrum because well that that was the first Agile. Method, I guess, or approach that I, I was exposed to in 2006 now. Yeah. I feel old. <laughs> so my old my old place of work years and years ago, loved certainty. Everything's really, really definite and sure. Mm-hmm. I've got a Gantt chart that says here we'll be done by December the 5th or whatever it is. So, uh, and I know it's going to be December the 5th because this Gantt chart tells me. So... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and thats what I want. Is I want certainty. So yeah. this Gantt gives me certainty. So, so why are people move? Why have people moved away? I mean, agile's not new. I mean, we're talking about this in 2018. You said 2001, right? Yeah. For the Agile Manifesto. So, you know, 17 years, and even longer than that, as you pointed out, going yeah. all the way back to Deming. Uh, yeah.
1: In the 40s. Deming in the 40s. Toyota. Yeah. So, so why, why do
0: people? Why 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 are people embracing this? What are the benefits? Uh,
1: why? Well, I don't know if I don't know if there's been a, a general enlightenment, but I do think that it's people. The penny's finally starting to drop that there's no certainty in software. Mm. Um, what, the, Why is that? Well, how, how can there be? There's you talk you're talking about an an industry that's only really started to come into the fore from about the um the, the the really really started the work in the eighties, right? Yeah um having been around in, in various shapes and forms from the 40s mm-hmm. whenever they started whenever they started making software for large hardware machines. Um, but p- technology, the pace of technology has outstripped everything else. Um, software struggles to keep up because everything is, is based on apps, based on um, moving technology and change and complexity gets more and more and um, so it, it, some of those you, you can whenever you're talking about things that are, are in are things that are tangible for example building a house you know what you need to build a house you need to lay your foundations you need to you need to put the bricks you need to put in your plumbing you need to make sure that the infrastructure is in place um, you need to put the electrics in, and then whenever you whenever you get the whenever you get the shell up, you put the roof on, mm-hmm. and then you fill it in from the inside. And mm-hmm. that's a practice that's been around for centuries. Yeah. Um, so even at that, whenever you go to whenever you go to do renovation work, you get three different quotes. You get people sucking their teeth, going, "That's going to cost me an absolute fortune," yeah. <laughs> and uh, and yet there's are still massive percentile whenever it comes to the cost and time um whenever well particularly that's my experience of, of having been through a particularly difficult extension inside the house Ouch. yeah um, there too, brother. so uh, yeah and um, um, this is this is something tangible so software is intangible um you're talking about lines of code that nobody sees until it becomes an actual front end app or whatever else um uh, not to mention all of the, the, the internal pressures of, of people who aren't f- who are supposedly fully dedicated to work, but then you've got somebody comes in and goes, Can you help me with this here? Mm-hmm. Or there's an outage in their infrastructure or, or, or their their, their host and app has gone down or whatever else. Um complexity is in complexity in software goes becomes exponential. Um Dave Snowden, right? Dave Dave Snowden is one of the most rambling humans that you'll ever meet. Whatever, he, but he's absolutely incredible. He, he, he's 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 a, he's a genius, and he he has he he has created complexity theory, and he's created this thing called Kinefin. is a framework that you use to assess complexity um, based on um, ordered, complicated, chaotic, or, no ordered, complicated, complex, chaos, and then disorder, um, and. It's now becoming quite. It's become very, very popular in 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 agile circles as a way of explaining how, how things can be can be chaotic and uh, trying to bring trying to bring order into the chaos. But you can you'll never be fully ordered. Um, but it's trying to make people aware of this. Trying to make make trying try to show them how complex issues can arise and how things can change. And. Agile is there as a framework to help people. It, it doesn't it, it doesn't give you certainty. It gives you outcomes. It gives you here's a goal. We'll try and achieve that goal. We'll try and it, it brings collaboration, it brings everybody together to talk about these things. In the past you were given a spec to work on and build it out and complete it. Um, then you would if you were a, a, a supplier you would make a fortune on change controls because it wasn't what people wanted. Um now you get people in the rooms, you talk about things. It takes a little bit longer to get things done, but every every sprint you get, or every iteration you go through, um, you, you get closer to achieving a goal that, 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 that provides vi- va- value to customers and users.
0: Do you think people buy that, though? I mean, so so you and know, I, believe it. Yeah. Uh, well,
1: we've drank the Kool-Aid, right? We,
0: we drank the Kool-Aid, bought T T-shirt, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but also, I know that... You know especially in a sort of a consulting delivery in, uh, environment you know people kind of want well i've paid you this fixed price and so 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 i want all this stuff for that price and i'm actually going to try and screw out even more scope <laughs> uh, at the cost of quality yeah happens. um it,
1: it's it is so it, it's hard it's hard to sell right it's hard to explain to people who, who have been so used to failure in the past but just keep repeating the same mistakes because people are, are a bit dumb about these things, right? Um, you know, people it, 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 people will cling to this belief that what they what they ask for is what they get. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, sometimes we get people who perpetuate that um, because it's in their interest to to, to sell a dream, for example.
0: I'm, I'm not saying it's happening nowadays, but <laughs> in the past life I've seen that too. I want to sort of push back slightly on the on the dumb comment. I think it's just that some people learn a bit more slowly than others. Or, yeah, that's or, fair. Yeah. Uh, or they have other pressures. So, uh, you know, if I think about how I behaved after my delivery director, or the, the digital director whatever, he told me this Star Wars, sorry, Star Trek story. You know? So when he said to me, treat all the developers like red shirts right yeah Uh, I remember I was scared of him I was intimidated and actually probably I reflected some of his philosophy on people you know I'm not proud of it yeah no that's fair enough hopefully I've learned from it
1: yeah that that was a that's a bit of a throwaway comment from me Um, you know it's one of the it's one of the things you have to be really cognizant of you have to have a lot of empathy in this job because People have people have um, have different experiences and they have different ways of thinking and you have to be mindful of this. You have to you you have to take their, their perspective, you have to step a mile in their shoes. Yeah. No no way. No way. Try and understand the behaviours. It's it's very, very difficult.
0: Mm. So I think that kind of uh, leads me on a little bit to Drucker
1: oh right
0: so I, I think it was him who said culture eats strategy for breakfast Peter Drucker mm.
1: right
0: yeah and so like we might talk about well, I think where we've got to feels like we're getting to is actually all of this is just comes down to people and a collection of people create a culture yeah right and and uh, certainly in the work that I've done where we've you know, encouraged people to think in broader organisational change terms. Certainly the, the work that I've noticed there is ultimately the senior management or the exec, they they kind of, a common complaint is our guys aren't motivated enough or they aren't feeling empowered or, or whatever it is. So how do we make that, how do we make this all work? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, do you see any of the, do you see any of this happening in your own work? Do you, uh, do you have any thoughts on how culture is changeable?
1: Um, that's a that's an interesting one. So currently, uh, say I'm, I'm 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 a consultant in in the MoJ digital and technology space, and uh, the culture there is really really healthy. It's a it, it it's very much a collaborative effort, um, and they're very much pushing towards bringing bringing in um, the different perspectives of different people. Um, they're very much championing diversity and, and trying to bring trying to, trying to oh it's fantastic it really is um and it's it, it's it's trying to it's trying to trying to ensure that everyone has a voice and, er, and everyone has a valid opinion um and that there, there is no there's no wrong answer just answers that need explored and i think i think that's really good and it's really healthy but i've been i've i've, I've been in places which are the complete opposite and you know the the the, the, the hippo decision making process, the highest paid person in the, or the organisation, and that's um, and they rule by fear, and um, that that's a culture thing. And the the Drucker the Drucker comment: so culture eats each, each strategy for breakfast. Well, yeah, great. Um, culture is a thing that lives in your gut, right? So we we can compare that the yogurt. Maybe not. I don't know. But they are you,
0: are you going on a probiotic? Yeah, this is it. It's <laughs> gonna gonna
1: gonna take gonna take some yogurt here. No, um, I don't necessarily agree. Everybody talks about how our culture is. Our culture is. But if you have a really really good strategy, you 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 can set the tone of of a culture. And it, Everybody talks about this about how uh, whenever, especially specifically when it comes. To the, let's let's roll this back. Let's go to recruitment. Let's go to when you're bringing people in. Yeah, and they talk probably about, the most
0: important decision or or it, oh, yeah, what it is, is, the, it is. the most important thing. Yeah, <laughs> that what it that is. management does? So,
1: yes, so bringing bringing in bringing in, 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 in the people that you you that you want to work in your organisation, and so many people get rejected because they're not seen as a culture fit. Um, and I've seen that. I've I've seen that as a recruiter, as an interviewer. and I've even been I've been guilty of it myself on, on several occasions. I think that person has talent, but they're not they're not right for us. They're not a fit. You know, their face doesn't necessarily fit. And um, then you once once you once you have that contextual bias in your head, it becomes really really hard for you to think otherwise. So. Whatever, whatever is perpetuated as a culture, cultures change. I mean, we are, huh, we, we are we are the we are the one species that actually acts in a collaborative, communicative way and documents everything that it does on this planet.
0: You, you you lost me until you said documents. Yeah, because I've not seen wolves with stone tablets. No, no, exactly. <laughs>
1: but we're, so we 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 are we are the one species that, that has has managed to move beyond vocalizing. the, yeah. the we, we actually we document our our, um, our thought processes and our mm-hmm. art and, our, and create our own cultures. Cultures change all the time. Um, our history is, is, is has been quite violent. <laughs> I'm going off on a massive tangent and I hope you're going to cut a lot of this here no no Um, and I think it comes from the fact that I've been reading Sapiens at the minute which is the
0: the Yuval Noah Harari, fantastic. What a book, right? What a book. Holy
1: shit, it's amazing. Um, it's, it's, I, I was on holiday recently and I was reading it. And I was just like, my mind was exploding every day because it was just the most incredible
0: book. We'll have links to that in the show notes also. Yeah, yeah, that's
1: such a good read. But anyway, so, um, I mean, we're not the only, we weren't the only human species anyway. There was five, six others. Not, so, sapiens... Yeah, the, the Homo, homo sapiens is the, is the predominant human species because we wiped out everybody else. Yeah. I don't know where I'm going with this right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh,
0: collaborate or. Oh, yeah, yeah Your so company cool. goes the way of Neanderthals?
1: Could do, could be. Um, uh, culture. Yeah. yeah. So the company could go the way of Neanderthals. Um, cultures change. Culture, cultures are dominated by large personalities. Um, you can have a you can have a really fantastic company culture, and then you bring in one specific change agent, and that's not necessarily a person you hired as a change agent. Change agent it could be someone you bring in at a very very senior level who sets a new who sets a new direction for the company, and that could not may not necessarily gel well with, 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 the, current comp, with the current company's with the current company structure, and the current company's culture. I've seen I've seen companies with um, a really good learning approach to, to work, and then all of a sudden they make a really big strategic decision, and that changes the culture overnight.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, so I don't I don't think I don't think necessarily that, that necessarily the culture is the right thing to look at. I think you need I think strategy is the right thing to look at. I think okay. setting strategy, setting setting the approach, moving, looking at looking at where you want to go, looking at your competitors looking at the landscape around you of of who who are your competitors, who are your users, what are they trying to do? Where do we want to go? Where's our space? Where do we fit in this? And trying to identify that. And if you if you have that, and then you can set goals, you can set missions for people, you can set you can set people on and bring them
0: along with the journey. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of that's resonating. I I'm thinking about a recent ish in the last few years client that struggled from a cultural perspective, they said, "Well, why is it that our people aren't empowered? Mm-hmm. We've well, given them empowerment. <laughs> 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 you are empowered, right You're now. empowered yeah. now. now feel the power. It's like yeah. He-Man he- raising his sword in the air. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. the power of empowerment. Uh, but of course, they didn't understand that you don't empower people. Yeah, that's not how it works. If I empower you, then." Actually, i have not empowered you because your empowerment is predicated on me empowering you. Like this is com- completely bizarre kind of idea. Yeah. yeah. That doesn't make. So if I can empower you, I can disempower you. So therefore, you're not empowered. Yeah. Right. So the empowerment's got to come from somewhere else, like like individual motivation. And then we started looking at this a bit further, and it turned out the teams that were struggling again, fix my scrum team. No, I won't. Yeah. They didn't know what their business. Priorities were meant to be. Uh, they didn't know which features they should be working on. It. to your point there about missions, yeah. So mission command being the army thing, mm-hmm. there was no, there's no roll down of like, well, here's our high level roadmap. When vision for the organisation, great. What does that mean for Joe Schmo Coder? Yeah. He doesn't know what that means. No. That's an interesting deck you've had produced
1: by McKinsey, but it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> Oh, Mackenzie, oh, can we kick them? Uh, I don't know. Can we? No. I don't know. Actually, No, the, 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 I'm sure they provide value somewhere. Um, t- just not to this podcast, right? This minute, no, now. maybe not to this podcast. Um But yeah, the, 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 that's a that's a good point. The, um, there's 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 a lot of there's a lot of sea level stratagizing um uh, but they get in there a lot in their room, pass around the big hat, listen to a very highly paid consultant telling them what they should do for the next five years, and then that never perpetuates its way its way down. Well,
0: I guarantee it changes next year. Yeah, yeah, totally. That's yeah. it.
1: This is this is this is this is next year's five year strategy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that's part of the, I think that's part of the problem. People don't tend to see things through. Um, they tend to get attracted to the new and shiny and. For want of a better thing, agile has been that new and shiny for quite some time, and I'm starting to see that now people are starting to go, oh, "What's next? Yeah, what's next? Yeah." And that, and I think it's gonna. Well, I'm gonna bring us into our theme of the week, but I mean, realistically, people don't aren't talking about agile anymore. They're talking about digital.
0: Yes. So, what do we mean by digital?
1: And that's a really, really good question because it's all encompassing.
0: And we should, you know because it's the title for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. exactly, but it is—it is, it is all encompassing. Um, di-
1: digital is is the pervasive thing that is everywhere now. It's—it is—it—it's. God, it's so hard to—it's—it. There are no silver bullets. Basically, yeah. yeah. Um, it, 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 it's a it. If you're gonna, if you're gonna do agile, be prepared for a long slog. Be prepared to be strategic about it. Don't be prepared for for, for quick fixes. If you can, if you can pick off quick, fix, quick fixes, great. If not, prepare to be on for a long ride. Um, but the outcome will be much better. Wow! Yeah, it's much more collaborative. It's a better, better way of working. People feel more empowered when they work in, in in agile projects. They in agile companies and the ag- agile cultures. You've got to you have. The mindset shift is just wow. It's it's a it's a different thing.
0: I could never go back. No, no, no,
1: not in a million years. No. So yeah,
0: so hey, well, um, that was great. And so, as you say, you know, I'm, I'm also keen to talk about this. This is a topic close to my heart. Yeah. Digital detox. Ooh. Ooh. Um. Are we juicing? <laughs> <laughs> so are, we, are we doing a cleanse? Yeah. So, so every every session, uh, I mean, I, I may have called it theme of the week just now. I don't mean theme of the week because there's no way we could do this every week. No. Um, but theme of the podcast. Yeah, the theme of the, yeah. The, 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 yeah exactly. The bite-sized takeaway chunk thing. Digital detox, partly because I really don't want to talk about Brexit yeah oh fuck that <laughs>
1: as a as a northern irish person um brexit has profound problems and i don't really want to go into it
0: no but i really do as well yeah. <laughs> <But> <laughs> not tonight not tonight. tonight not tonight no um, this is a, this is need, digital need. and not brexit podcast you need to feed me a lot more alcohol uh we'll sort that out right away great so um digital tiktoks what do we mean well, is it this year's fad? Is it an avocado? <laughs> <laughs> is it <that> an avocado? Is <laughs> that, that millennial thing, right? Ah, is this like the whole, if only you stopped eating avocado and toast, yeah. you'd be able to afford a house for a million quid. Yeah, if only you hadn't fucked up the banks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Hey, the banks have all crashed. Let's fire all the nurses. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm feeling... I think for me I came to understand digital detox and something one reason why I'm interested in it and I don't think I could ever do it again is that I suffered a massive burnout back in twenty twelve mm-hmm. and took some time off work and just went traveling. So I went around the world. It's great. Nice. It's really nice. Three months. Yeah. I had a an H T C desire. Oh what a <laughs> phone. What a good phone, good smartphone and because i was going around the world i did not want a big phone bill especially because i wasn't working mm-hmm. so i left that at home and i just took an emergency burner phone with me like a just a rubbishy you know one with key it really <laughs> just one with keys you know like some kind of caveman i had a phone with keys on it for wow for, for the first time in ages 2001 um, t- <laughs> <laughs> know, right. it's like the monolith so so there i am and i'm traveling around but But I remember being in London prior to going off on this trip and I talked to people and it would be like shaking their hands thinking, nice to meet you, I've forgotten your name already. (laughs) (laughs) And I'd really struggle to just focus on those sorts of things. And I really did worry because um, there there was this one time I was getting onto a bus, uh, one of the, the, my second stop on this round the world trip that I did was Vietnam. I was in Hanoi in the north and I got onto this bus with a tour group that was gonna be a bunch of people I'd hang out with for a week. I'd better get to know them. So I met them and I said hi, I'm Kieran. They said hi, I'm you know, whoever it was. As it happens, one of them's working next door. <laughs> oh no way. A big coincidence. Amazing. Uh and and there was none of that nice to meet you, I've forgotten your name already. I had perfect recall Sorry. of fourteen people. And, and this is how I came to, to know about digital detox, so we, we you know, I, I don't know if you've got any stories about digital connectedness <laughs> impacting your life a bit, and then we can yeah. talk about what, what's recognised as some of the symptoms here. Yeah,
1: well, I mean, the, the biggest the biggest thing for me right now is um, my kids have iPads. Um, both, of, both of them, we got them iPads a couple of years ago, um, we discovered that. They're fantastic for travel. Um my wife and I like to like the holiday, holiday. like we like our holidays. Um and we also figured that if we're gonna go on long holidays, mm-hmm. long haul flights, there's nothing better than than the way away, giving the kids an iPad and they can work away and watching movies and stuff. Um so that was that was the, the thought behind it. The, the iPad has now become all pervasive and it has become a a tool of um it's become the carrot and the stick. So, it, it's, it's it, sometimes we, we use it to dangle the, uh, over the kids as a, as a, as a here, this is, this is, if you do well we'll give you your iPad. Mm. Sometimes we use it as, as the stick to hold the cart and say, look, you're not doing well, we're going to have to take that away from you. Um, and uh, then it, 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 it becomes, it becomes a, it bec- it's, as I say, it's become all pervasive. When my youngest child has an Adam, he's seven. Um, he becomes a monster whenever he has his iPad for too long he is um, an absolute nightmare he's absolutely 100% addicted to the thing he would be watching YouTube um, or playing Roblox or playing Minecraft you have to give him a warning when you take that thing away from him so like I have to go into his room and say Adam five minutes five minutes he goes what and then five minutes I'm taking the iPad off you if you don't do that he will he will explode he, he becomes this Horror. He, it's, like, it's like a demon child. you can see his head spinning and swiveling <laughs> around, fucking fire coming out of his eyes I can, I can relate to this yeah, so yeah. It's, it's horrible um, and he's completely 100% addicted to this this piece of technology um, it's not like he's watching anything useful it's YouTube it's a load of shit mm. it's like Minecraft videos mm. you know he, he spends his whole time watching people playing games instead of actually going and playing the games he's got a freaking xbox as well yeah. you know um, but instead he spends his time watching people playing games, which is just a, a, a perfect analogy for digital technology in a, in a way itself. And this is
0: really funny, because I remember as a kid, uh, I had a ZX Spectrum. Right? Yes, so did I. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it shows how old we are, yeah. oh, <laughs> my bones are crumbling.
1: Uh,
0: and, you know, and, and I'd get a game, yeah. whatever the game was. Chucky could, Egg. Chucky Egg. Green. Green, green beret, I remember. Yeah, yeah, and and then my mate would come round, and we'd take turns to play. Yes, and you play you know, you played until you died, and then yeah. you swap over, right? Well, you put a cassette on and let load for thirty minutes before. <laughs> before <you. laughs> yeah. Sorry, folks, if,
1: if this was a bit of a tangent, and
0: uh, I realise yeah. that some people may not understand what a cassette is, go and Google it. Oh, go under con- Google. Google, right? Yep. Yes, we'll we'll get to Google eventually. Yeah, um, and. And you, we would therefore watch each other play a game. Yeah. But we'd sit together. Yes. And now people. Paired gaming, right? You mean. gaming, pair programming. <laughs> yeah. And now people are watching each other play games, but they're not in the same part of the world. No. That's Isn't that it. weird? Like this Twitch TV and. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so
1: yeah, thanks to Dan TDM. These, these guys are making an absolute fortune from 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 creating content and um, from, from Google Adverts on YouTube. Um, where kids have no interaction with them unless they're actually online at the very point in time when they're playing a specific game, um, it, it's so it's like it's like people watching a window of watching. It's it's a goggle box. Um, it has that. It, it's it's that effect. Of people aren't participants anymore. They're observers. Um, and that's that's effectively what these things are doing. They're, they're removing they're removing that interaction piece now. Mm. You are becoming an observer. You're watching life through a window.
0: Yeah. Yes. So so some of the things I want to cover on here, because that, that's quite interesting. It, it's almost like we're isolating ourselves now with technology, right? Yeah. Uh, it's gone all really heavy. I mean, from a seven-year-old playing on an iPad. I mean, my three-year-old loves Peppa Pig, right? Uh, I actually love Peppa Pig, hands up. Yeah, my, really? My, my, my tone is Peppa Pig. I reckon right?
1: if I'm... Uh, well, Peppa Pig, I reckon, would be really tasty. <laughs> actually we, we went to a friend's hog roast
0: right so she yeah. she had like this company catering and they did they had a, a hog gro- you know like a whole pig on a spit yeah and it was really good I told my son we were going to see pepper pig <laughs> that's George right there yeah. on the <laughs> oh, oh yeah, so. that's that fucking pig you'll put a job d- on a poll <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, yeah. He was thankfully he was too young to get the joke, but but I've got a picture of him sitting next to like bits of pig smiling, <laughs> which is probably wrong. That's so evil. Not on, not on social media. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, well, one thing digital's not doing is killing conversations. <laughs> uh, at least digital detox. This topic isn't because no. we're, we're having a bit of a rip at it, but
1: is it not? Is it not really? Isn't it? So yeah. Um, let's let's go let let's go on that one. Um, people, when when was the last time somebody you were having a conversation with somebody and a fact came up? You were talking about say you're you're talking about music um, yeah, all the time. Yeah, all the time, right? So you want to you, you wanna, you're, you're listening to to an artist you like and you're thinking, oh, remember that song that he did with uh, with, with this artist? How oh, how good was that? And then the next minute, somebody whips their phone out, Google discography. You find out the answer. You're
0: yeah? like, next one. Hey, I don't need a memory.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's gone. But it also, it's not just that. It's facts. There's Google's your fact checker. So you can't you can't just make up a story anymore because some bollocks will bring out a phone, Google the answer, and, and kill your kid your story dead. Um, so it's killing. It is killing conversation. Um, a couple of a couple of months ago, we were uh, we were at a, a pub quiz, um, and. The, the host was awesome. He, he called out into the room and said, everybody phones off. I don't want to see a phone in the room. If I see a phone, you'll be disqualified. And he made everybody put this phone in the middle of the table. And I thought, this is great. So, pub quiz, bit of fun. There was this one person in my group who decided that this wasn't good enough. And so she would nip to the toilet every so often. Right? A pub quiz. I mean, come on.
0: It's always one, right? Yeah, exactly. There
1: always one. And I she she just decided that um she needed to give the answers. Like we, we came in flipping eighteenth out of thirty participants.
0: Did you have fun?
1: I had great fun. There you go. I had great fun apart from the fact that this person was cheating and it was really pissing everybody else off in the group as well. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want to know the answers. We're trying to remember. These oh, sorry, things. she was in your group. She was in my group. Oh man,
0: she could have got you all disqualified. Exactly. Yeah,
1: and we, it was it was really really pissing everybody off. And it's it's taking the fun out of things. It's, you know if you've always got an answer for everything, well, what do you need to think for? Well why why would you need to think? Mm. We're as in, uh, we're we're curious by nature. We're curious. We want to, we want to think things for ourselves. The phone, the phone is starting to kill that thing off. Mm. It's all there now. Everything's all pervasive. You've got everything at your at the end of your fingertips. We're like going back to sapiens, right? Mm. Sapiens talked about where well, um, we switched over from hunter hunter-gather. gatherer. Hunter gatherer and these days were diverse and um, they were tough. Humans, but humans had a better diet and had a better sense of activity. Um, when we switched into farming. Uh, this was this the was, uh, humans discovered that wheat was a, a, a crop that we could grow and start manipulating for our own purposes and growing our own foodstuffs. So we didn't need to move anymore, we didn't need to constantly move around the land. But the theory behind that is that we didn't domesticate wheat, wheat domesticated us. Yeah. And so we're seeing the same thing with the phone the digital interaction that we constantly have. You've always got a screen in your hand. We we're it's not so much that we're looking at the screen. The screen is actually us encapsulated and trapped. We are we're we're effectively looking out through the glass.
0: My word. We're not a participant anymore. We're I'm, I'm actually getting I'm getting the horrors here. You know, <laughs> you're right. But it, it is we're, yeah.
1: we're we're trapped by our own digital. I mean, look at look at all the stuff that's going on with Facebook and Cambridge Analytica and all that madness and yeah. yeah. all of, all the, all the data capture that they've done. The soul. Um, I mean, there's there's some wonderful memes going around here at the moment about Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg, if, if if he hadn't if he hadn't if he hadn't built this app to rape girls, um, and now look what he's done in this. In in still the, <laughs> the fascist regime. <laughs> Seen that doing the rounds. <laughs> yeah. You know, and this is all through the power of technology, and it's because you want the light, you want you want people to see what you're making on Facebook. Whatever. Let's let There's going going the another tangent there completely. Let's let's talk about that. So, Facebook. If I am off Facebook, I, I deleted my profile a couple of months ago. Are you actually off? off? Yeah, off at hundred percent. Um. Well, I'm off. Uh, it. I'm off Messenger. Um. But I still have WhatsApp and I still have Instagram. It's
0: like Royston Vasey. Yeah.
1: You'll never leave. Exactly, it's crazy. You're still tied to that. You're still tied to its ecosystem. Yeah. Um, in some way, in some shape or form, um, but I, I, I find that I find that WhatsApp I find that Facebook, you are creating your own life. You're, you, you're, you're only portraying a particular part of your life that you want people to see. Um, say you go through a bad time at home. You're not going to show that. You're not going to take a snap on Instagram and say, "Listen, this is me and the wife fighting. She's just fucking knife at me." <laughs> 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 None well, that would happen ever. <laughs> look at me! Look at me crying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm in the prove. This is this is my selfie of me having a mental breakdown after a lot of shit that's happened in work. Yeah. Um. And yeah, truthfully, that happened last year, and yet yeah, I was I was still portraying my my Facebook persona as my life is fucking awesome.
0: Maybe maybe one day they'll. Um you heard this idea of virtue signalling, yeah? Yes. Yeah. Maybe soon they'll have like despair signalling. Yeah. Or maybe that was what emo was. <laughs> 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 but but so but, but yeah. So I mean, back to de- detox. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, we've promised detox. I guess we've got to talk about detox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we <laughs> off. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. I mean. I, I don't know about you, but so, I mean, we talked a bit about memory. You know, nice to meet you. I've forgotten your name already. I can't even remember. That. I can't even remember. <laughs> we talked a bit about, like, pub quiz, the effect of cheating. Yes. I, the, the, and, and getting the, in the way of conversation, you know, like having that long debate. A, about, converse, a conversation disabler. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Like, who needs to argue about whether or not, it, how many, what the name of the guy was who got kicked out of the Beatles at the beginning, right? Yeah. Like, look it up on google yeah
1: yeah you we'll know, take a
0: phone break because we well. haven't looked at better phones for at
1: least
0: half an hour yeah I'm, I'm, my, my palms are sweaty yes mum's spaghetti <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> Come on, grab yeah, uh, There we go. so uh but, but uh, i don't know about you i i came back from that trip feeling pretty rested because i wasn't up all night looking at my damn phone
1: oh no blue light in the face no blue light so yeah they're, they're, that's another thing now um i mean most phones, well, most modern phones now have come with this this um, this nightlight thing that they've done, so that they the produce a warm light. Oh, ah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it's shit. So you switch it off because you need the blue light because it, it, you get more you get more of a projection. That's very true. I I, I mean, the, the I can't remember the study behind it, but it's it's like if you if you if you um, is it melanin?
0: Melatonin. Melatonin. Yes. Yeah.
1: Correct. Sorry. That's all right. Mel- Melanin mel- makes
0: your skin tanned. Ah, yeah,
1: yeah. So the mel- melatonin, uh, the, the state that the blue light is detracting from the melatonin. Yeah. Um, so your 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 body is, is it's tricking your body into thinking that there's still sunlight, so you therefore you should be switching off. I mean, the last thing I try not to look at my phone before going to sleep. I try to, um, I try I try to at least take an hour's break from it, but then. I don't think that I don't think many people can. Um, I know, like my 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 wife has the phone in her hand from the minute she comes in the door from work to the minute she goes to bed. Wow. You know, and. Uh, She's yeah. got to kill me when this comes out. <laughs> ah. if, she, if, she, if she's got this far with all of the, them. <laughs> uh, but
0: but yeah, yeah best, best keep all of that stuff towards the end of the podcast. Yeah. because She'd have got bored by now. Yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I find a stupid routine that I've gotten into is ironically, I really like podcasts. Yes. And I'm, I'm lying in bed uh, and to doze off, I'll listen to a podcast yeah. and fall asleep listening to that. I so you've got
1: something chirping in your ear. You've no, yeah. You've no mindfulness. You've no, you've no that's Headspace.
0: That's it. Yeah, and funnily enough, my mindfulness is obviously now a growing thing. Huh, there's a great app. There's a great <laughs> app called Headspace. <laughs> <laughs> funnily enough, and we're not we're not sponsored, folks. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that, that's interesting. But but even you know, and another crazy routine I'm into is uh, so my son goes to sleep around what seven something like that. If I'm yeah. lucky, and then go down to the kitchen which is a war zone yeah oh my god and then i spend the next hour clearing really up. oh yeah yeah oh well, ours just a bit of a sanctuary but oh it's a war zone just because of you know it's feeding time at the zoo before he goes to bed ah, you know, okay you know what it's like with toddlers oh god yeah there's food there's bath there's bed and it's always got to be that routine every day so then i find my routine after seven o'clock is sort the kitchen out yeah all right and i usually sort the day's worth of kitchen out so, cleaning food off the ceilings and <laughs> the ceilings and puke and yeah. gore. Uh, yeah, but, but that means that's boring work, right? Just doing cleaning. So, I have a podcast in. Yeah. But it's just occurred to me, like, as we talk now, I'm thinking, what if I didn't do that? What if I was just left to my thoughts while I did this? Maybe I'd think of something interesting and useful mm. to talk about on a podcast, for example. <laughs> 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 So you know where where do we where do, you mentioned mindfulness earlier where where do we create space for ourselves to reflect on stuff and to think?
1: That's a really interesting one. So um, I'm a I'm a keen cyclist. Um, I used to cycle with headphones in, which mm. is just the road to nowhere, um, quite literally, because you'll turn down a road to you nowhere. Was the road to uh, yeah. to the hospital? Yeah, yeah, more than you than might not thing. hear anything exactly. But sometimes it blocks There's out the noise in your ears as well from the road. Um, but I find if I'm out on my bike, um, I'll, 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 I'll think, I'll think a lot, I'll clear my head, um, and I generally, I generally come back tired but rested, which is weird, but uh, it's because I've had that headspace to think things through, to figure out problems, and I do the same when I'm going for a run. Ironically, now um, I hurt my back recently, so i started going to the gym. So I'm listening to podcasts when I'm in the gym, and I don't have that headspace anymore. Yeah, I'm I'm not in the, I'm not in the same zone. I'm a, I'm, maybe I am if I'm listening to music, but if I'm listening to talk, if I'm listening to speech, I'm focusing on the on the on the speech and on the good stuff, the good content that people are putting out on other
0: podcasts. Yeah, other podcasts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not this madness. Not this madness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Oh, I mean, I used to do a lot of swimming, yeah, uh, and definitely you get into a zone when you swim because oh. you can't listen to music while you swim, yeah. so you just have earplugs to stop the water getting in. Uh, and then I switched from that to powerlifting and Olympic weightlifting, but you need to really think about what you're doing technically yeah. during that uh, and get your breathing right and all that. And you can't go into that repetitive zone that you can with a cardio. Yeah, okay? but I guess that's another tangent. Um, but, yeah, some of this is about focus too, right? So, yeah, which we're not very good at. <laughs> maybe, this is, maybe this entire podcast of digital is symptomatic of digital pollution of our minds. Who knows? For me, that's a bit heavy. But I know that, you know, sometimes I'll watch a movie uh, and it's not quite got my attention enough. The only time I don't do this is in the cinema because i get kicked out. And then I find I'm like looking at Twitter or... or Maybe reading about that character on the wiki yes. for that series, because I'm interested. Oh my
1: god, yeah. Yeah. When, I, I can't remember the last time I have sat down in front of the TV and not had my phone in my hand. Um, watching watching a series. In fact, I, I do know the only time I've, I've been able to do it is whenever I'm watching um, a series that has subtitles, for example, Narcos.
0: Ah, oh, yes. Yeah, because you've got to watch the subtitles. Yes. Yeah.
1: or oh, you're going to miss complete plot points. But, nine times out of ten I'll be browsing, so you're, 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 you're half concentrating on the movie, half concentrating on your phone, in fact you're not, you, you, you know, realistically when you're splitting your concentration, you're down to about a third. So you're not concentrating on anything, you're not focusing on anything, you're not switching off either because you're sort of partially absorbing content, partially watching a movie. Mm. It's not the same, it's, it, it's, no, it, you're, it's not a good compromise regardless of what you're doing. Um, all I find is that it gets me pissed off if if i if somebody tries to interrupt me, you know, we're sitting there. Can you go get me a drink?
0: Argh, no, I'm reading something on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or I'm reading and watching that thing. Yeah,
1: that's it. And, and, yeah. and particularly bad in the, in the evening times because, like, your kids probably aren't at this point yet, but my my two. Um, the, the bedtime routine is: you put them in the bed, then you put them in the bed, then you put them in the bed. Yeah. right. Yeah, my son's yeah. there right now. Yeah. Yeah. So and that the the good news is that continues right through. Um, Great. Yeah, it's fab. So oh, man, what have I done? Well, yeah. <laughs> it's too late. <laughs> you go, you go, you go into that. You go into that whole thing. Um, you sit down and you start relaxing, and you, you you've confused yourself to the point where you're like, oh, I've got my phone in my hand. That's me relaxing, but you're not relaxing at all. Because you're still having to concentrate, you're still reading about what what is what has somebody said on on Twitter? What or am I reading my book? Am I, have I got a Kindle in my hand? Yeah. Um, or am I am I reading something on Reddit or some some other madness? Or and you're watching a TV show at the same time, so you've got two split focuses. And then a kid shouts and says, "Dad, I need a drink." Yeah. You know, yeah. how dare you interrupt my screens? <laughs>
0: So I think, I think I've been, this interruption focus point is interesting and, and I've come to a bit of a realisation in this chat, so thank you, which is I have spent, so my son is three uh, and I've spent all this time blaming him for the fact that I can't focus and read a book all the way through because of the interruptions and yeah. the tiredness and all the stuff that comes with being a parent. But maybe it's not that maybe it's actually the fact that I'm back on the, you know, off the wagon. It's zero, focus. It's I've it's zero focus. got Zero focus anyway. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm only ever focused at work. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> if my boss is listening, I'm very focused at work. 100%. 100%. All the time,
1: full capacity. <laughs>
0: so, so that I mean, this is even recognized by the psychiatric community um, in the DSM, which is the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. There you go. And there are five. It's on its fifth version, DSM-5. Wow. And it's recognized as Internet Addiction Disorder. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. So there's actually a disorder out there for this that we need to detox ourselves from. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I mean, often the DSM one, Mm -hmm. um, I think it made the news a couple of years ago because they identified it for games, right? Because these games are designed to be really... hook you you in. Uh, Certainly, I I probably spent too much time playing World of Warcraft in the 40s. Back back in the day. Back in the day. Yeah. And um, I remember I had a scrum team when I was a scrum master and there was a guy who turned up just looking haggard every day. Absolutely haggard. Um, And he always rocked up late, so he missed the the stand-ups in the mornings, which was infuriating and he wasn't one of our guys actually he was the client he was a client developer who was embedded into our team for mm. a, sort of a, a upskilling kind of thing right yeah. so yeah kid gloves a bit you know? yeah but he was always knackered and that's because he he also played world of warcraft but much more seriously than me and he did raiding which is where basically you all have to play as a group of 40 people for maybe eight to ten hours at a stretch so he was getting to sleep at around 6am on a weeknight and coming in completely shattered. It's not <laughs> as if he'd even been out clubbing and met some cool people, you know, he, he was on... Like, he was out like clubbing, but it was like orcs. Yeah, he was clubbing <laughs> orcs. Very good. Yeah. Orc. <laughs> so, I mean, it's like, it, it's like crack.
1: Yeah. Um, I have a similar situation now, but uh, a woman I used to work with... Um, she was um, the most amazing boss I've ever worked with, but she was also a com- she had the most addictive personality, and she was a, a World of Warcraft fan, and she got so absorbed in it that she couldn't tell reality from World of Warcraft, and she ended up having to get therapy, because she was spending that much time on it reading. Wow. We, yeah. Um. You know that that that's a warning sign. Where do we go next? VR, what happens whenever immersive tech really takes off, which it is already in the process of doing. VR has become, VRs become immature.
0: Yeah, I saw a fantastic, you just made me think of a fantastic picture, which I'll put on the show notes yeah, or whatever. It's, uh, hopefully I'm about to do that, because maybe it's copyrighted, I don't know, but it's called the VR Junkie. Mm-hmm. It's this picture of, I think it's a woman, and it looks like, do you remember from the 80s, those heroin adverts? Yeah. You know, like, I like can handle it. Yeah. And it's a picture of a woman, I think, in the corner of a room, like a really dilapidated room, the wallpaper's peeling off the bare floorboards. Yeah. She's barefoot and she's just sort of like in the corner like that, but she's got a VR headset on.
1: It's going to happen. You, you, immersive tech is going to take over. Um um we're it's so immature it's it's mature the, the technology is mature but the software is immature they haven't they haven't developed it to the point where they know the safeguards i was at an amazing talk um a couple of months ago um by uh, by one of the, the, the prominent VR people in in, in, in Belfast, a, a PhD doctor called uh, Angie McKeown, and she was she was talking about um about empathy with, with VR and how people are, are really struggling to build empathy with it, are, are struggling to, struggling to, to to put the context of different people's perspectives in, um and how that, that is going to have a major impact on on how how um how people work with immersive tech. And it's one thing that people really need to be mindful of. Hmm. And VR has, has the capacity to do amazing things, but it also has the capacity to take us to another level of pain.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, you know, we had a ban on my kid' screen time, so there was no TV for the first two years of his life. Mm-hmm. There was no sugar for the first year of his life. Not even fruit. Wow. Yeah, because we were on this anti-sugar kick. Now we just depend on sugar to get through the day, quite frankly. <laughs> uh, and we don't want him on an iPad at all. Um, at nursery, we caught caught him on an iPad. And we asked the nursery, "Can you never let him use an iPad?" So now he's not allowed an iPad. Right. Um, and. And I, and I think that's telling me something that deep down I know this is probably a bit dangerous, and I've got to take control of it. Yeah. So what do we do? How? Where do we go from it? We we've just talked about all the problems around detox and why it's a necessary thing. Yeah. What what do we do? Cold turkey is that the option? I don't think it's not possible. Um, I mean, look look at it, look at
1: everything you use your phone for now. It, mm. I mean, it is an essential part of your life. Mm. Um. I mean. you you do all your transactions through it. In fact, it's, it's it's replacing your wallet now. It's got that. It's got that much, <laughs> right? So yeah. Android and Apple Pay. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I don't. Uh, there is no easy fix for this. I don't think there is. I think there, it's it, it's always about responsibility and personal responsibility. It always has to boil back down to that. Um, take take control of your own life. Take control of your own actions, and be aware and be mindful of what you are doing with your technology
0: yeah yeah well I think I'm gonna start by uh putting my phone on charge every night like I do yeah but in the kitchen yeah not upstairs in the bedroom yeah and then I'll just pick it up as I go out to work
1: I even moving it away from your bedside table I have mine I have mine charging across the room um now the only problem is that I have smart notifications on my watch oh,
0: can't you take your watch off and charge it kitchen exactly. something, yeah. so that's
1: it you know you, you, you can you can switch off and it, it, it's a, it's as simple as take the time away from it find something else to do find an activity to, 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 to recharge your brain and discharge it from from tech yeah you know there, there, there needs you need that disengagement and you know i think it's more important to be around people um, and the, the <laughs> one thing that winds me up is when i'm with my mates and you see them on the, in the pub or whatever else or even out for a walk and they're sitting there with a the phone in their hand you know make that make that make that unacceptable yes call it out
0: are you here or not yeah and I, are I, you I, here, I've,
1: here I've done it a couple of times Um, you're if we're sitting sitting in friend's house having a meal getting everybody to put the phones in the middle of the table and just say right they're the untouchables yeah
0: yeah well Steve thank you it's been uh it's been a whirlwind tour. It's <laughs> it's lots r- of r- random r- topics. <laughs> we've talked Agile. We've talked Detox. We've talked about Primitive Man. <laughs> uh, and we've even managed to throw in a World of Warcraft reference at some point. So, uh, And to everybody listening, thank you very much for tuning in to LDN, London Digital Nattering. I hope you enjoyed the nattering. You'll be able to follow us on Twitter at LDN. Podcast, and uh, we look forward to seeing you at the next or hearing from you at the next.